Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome to our new show here on Astros Baseball. ABP in the AM. It's early in the morning. You may be drinking your coffee. You may be driving to work drinking coffee. Or you just may be drinking some sort of caffeine drink to wake you up, energy drink, or whatever. But alongside me, as always, Third Coast Tom. What's up, buddy? Good morning, Rob. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Tell us about the coffee you got in hand, sir. How do you how do you take it? With a lot of cream. <laughs> no if you sugar? ever see that sign at the store that says, I thought I love coffee, turns out I love creamer, that's me. So you're a... I'll have creamer with a side of coffee, please. Yeah, that's me. So we decided to do this because we wanted to kind of give you guys some other stuff to listen to in between Astros Baseball Podcast episodes. So we're just here to tell you about Major League Baseball stories, scores, standings, or whatever. But you know what I want to start with today, Tom? Tampa Bay beat Boston last night 1-0 to for win number 10 in a row. That's amazing. Absolutely. It's the best start in the MLB, and I think they said the last uh, 40 years or something like that. They're they're a scary bunch, and they can beat you with pitching like in a 1-0 game. And this year, what's really different and what's really what for me, what makes them really frightening is they they, they can beat you with the bat now where before the, their lineup was never really that intimidating. You always knew they had great pitching, but they didn't always necessarily have the hitters. Now they're scoring runs uh, day in and day out. And then you, you got great pitching, great young pitching, and they've got the recipe for a really good team come October. So I was doing some research while getting gas on the way home from work last night. Milwaukee holds the record for 13 straight wins to open the season in 1987. The result of that season, they missed the playoffs. In 1982, the Atlanta Braves also won 13 games in a row to start the season. They lost in the NLCS. In 1981... The Oakland A's won 11 straight games to start the season. They lost in the ALCS. Does this mean anything? No, but history reveals that the team that starts like this doesn't win at all. 
True, very true. I just feel like this team has been kind of like knocking at the door for the last four or five years, and they've just reloaded and added and reloaded weather pitching. You know, they've had some great names, and they've traded them, and then they've, you know, developed better pitching. <clears throat> I just think that when you look at all the weapons that they have at their disposal right now, whether it be in the bullpen, the starting rotation, or now some of the some of the hitters that we talked about in in some of our other podcasts, uh, they're a scary bunch. I, I feel like they could be players of the trade deadline for whatever they lack, and they don't spend a lot of money. They do everything very economically. So if they decide to spend a little bit or go get a big name free agent guy, look out. I also found this nice little tidbit in 1984. The Detroit Tigers started out 35 and five in the first 40 games. And you know what I failed to do to see what the result of their season was. So one of us is going to have to look that up sometime before the show is over. If you don't have anything else to add about Tampa Bay in this I mean, I'll tell you this, just to win 10 games any time during the season is tough. But to win the first 10 and then you play Boston and you win a one to zero game. I mean, that's that's pretty close. I don't know how many they're going to win, but whatever they do from here on is a huge feat. You said the 1984 Detroit Tigers, 1984 Detroit Tigers. They won the World Series defeat in the San Diego Padres four games to one. Well, there you go. So if they start out 35 and five, then things will change. So let's talk about the Astros last night briefly. They won eight to two. The offense showed up, and we talked about it in the last episode that Pittsburgh's been playing very well. Framber doing Framber type things, seven innings, two runs, five strikeouts. The only unframber thing was the five walks, uh, but overall he looked good. Jordan three for four with two RBIs. Tucker two for four with three RBIs. And once again, buddy, Mauricio Dubon. I don't know if he's getting tired of people talking smack about him. Three for five. That's amazing. It's it's a really good start. Uh, I was looking. I was doing some. I don't want to say research because, I mean, to be on Twitter is not necessarily research, but you, there's tons of great, useful information. There were some people that really felt like the added weight that he added over the offseason. He, he bulked up a little bit, went from 165 to 195, probably makes him a little bit better uh, to do more things at the plate. I just think he's getting the opportunity and he's seizing it. This is this this offense was really always going to be as 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 well as their their the weakest links. And yesterday, Maldi, uh, you spoke to uh, Dubon. All these guys were hitting. Jokes was hitting. I mean, they got contributions up and down the lineup. And when you do that, and then you have the big boppers in the middle, Jordan, Tuck, that are able to drive in runs. It's it's they're going to be able to do this with with pretty relative ease. That's why we feel so confident about what they're going to be when you add Altuve, when you add Brantley, because those guys are really good hitters. 
One thing I want to add is Jordan Alvarez leads Major League Baseball in RBIs with 19, I believe. The Astros had eight runs on 13 hits, zero home runs. It's a beautiful thing. That 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 means uh, you're you're moving the line. That means guys are on base. It, it, you can't always hit the long ball, so to be able to go station to station is always the way to do it as an offense if you can. The one thing I tweeted out yesterday and the one thing I hope I'm absolutely wrong about is if we know anything about the Astros last year, a eight-run output on Monday normally yields a very low output on Tuesday. All right, so let's dig into what happened last night in the American League. West Texas, a big 11-2 to win over Kansas City capped off by a seven-run sixth inning. Zach Greinke pitching for the Royals. He is 0-3 this year, four runs on six hits. Heaney for Texas, nine straight strikeouts. That ties an American League record. Absolutely. Uh, I was playing Daily Fantasy last night on DraftKings. I still haven't got around to our, our new fantasy buildup. I, 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 got, I got to do more homework before I invest in that. So I know the right way to play it, uh, but it's coming folks. And I'll be sure to let y'all know exactly what we're doing there. But um, yeah, I just watched the numbers for Andrew Haney just skyrocket because, you know, strikeouts are such a big thing for pitchers on DraftKings. And I was like, what is going on here? And then I, I got on Twitter and started, you know, seeing what was going on. And yeah, the guy was on fire. All right. Seattle lost three to two to the Cubs in 10 innings. Seattle scored one run in the top of the ninth to force extra innings, but they did something that annoys me. They failed to score in the tenth. It's tough. I mean, it's it, there's a lot of pressure to do that, especially on the road because I believe you're like the first you're the first chance. So then, then the then the the home team obviously knows what they got to do. They can they can strategize it a little differently. Because they just need to get that one guy in, exactly like the Cubs did. Oakland lost at Baltimore five to one. Kyle Gibson three and zero on the season. He's he's when he's healthy, he's a very good pitcher. And so far, early on in the season, he's showing that. Angels lose to the Nationals six to four. Washington had fourteen hits. Trout and Otani combined zero for eight which absolutely ruined me on fantasy because I started both those guys. <laughs> Hunter Renfro, the guy that everybody else started, hit a home run. So that that, that made my, my daily fantasy night over pretty quick. All right, we're going to take a look at the rest of the league right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back. The Yankees lose 3-2 to two to Cleveland. Gotta love that. White Sox beat the Twins 4-3. to three. Philly went crazy. 15-3 to three win over Miami. The Mets 5-0 over San Diego. That was a Max Scherzer start. Atlanta 5-4 over Cincinnati. Colorado 7-4 over St. Louis. When we get to the standings later, I was surprised by St. Louis's record because I've said on here many, many times that I do not keep up with other teams, but having ABP and the AM, that's going to change. So that actually makes me happy. Arizona 3-0 to zero over Milwaukee, another great story. And the Dodgers 9-1 to one over San Francisco. What sticks out to you in those games? Um, the first thing, obviously, you look at the the leaders in the AL, guys that, you know, you, you ever, I mean, as, as Astros fans, I think everybody kind of watches the, the teams at the top just to see where we stack up against other teams. The Gardos uh, and the Yankees played a really tight, hotly contested game. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the Yankees had a guy on third with, with uh, I think, nobody out. Karinchek comes in, slams the door, strikes out Rizzo, strikes out uh, Stanton to get out of that inning, which probably ties that game. And then who knows? So a 3-2 to two win for the, for the Guardians is a real good win against the Yankees. And then um, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are a great young story. They're a great young team. They've got a lot of young pieces. They look like they're building something. And uh, Zach Gallen was really impressive pitching for them. I can't remember what he finished with strikeouts, but he had, he had I think, 11 last I checked. So it was a good win for them. They, they, they gave the Dodgers a fit early on in the season, and, and they're keeping it going against the Brewers, a playoff team from last year. So... Good, good young team there, and uh, yeah, the standings. That was the other thing that that's kind of exciting. So, in the AL West, Texas leads with a six and four record, but they've won two games in a row. The Angels are now five and five; they've lost two games in a row. The Astros, five and six, we've won two games in a row, and it's pretty exciting. That's the second time we've won two in a row. I kind of forget that we won two in a row before, but we did win the second and third games against uh, the White Sox. Seattle, four and seven. We talked about them before. They're supposed to give the Astros all they can handle. In the AOS, they're four and seven. They lost two in a row. And Oakland, zero chance of doing anything this year. Two and eight. The division really looks... uh... Pretty pretty level at the moment, I would say, just because nobody's played each other yet. I know the Astros play Texas uh, coming up on Friday, so that will either keep it closer, put some distance, that sort of thing. Seattle, I think, is is not in trouble yet. Obviously, if they go and they handle things in their divi- in their division, then they can afford to be not as great against some other teams. Weird start for them because they played a couple teams that I think they should have beat. I think that they they have the roster to beat and just didn't perform well. So we'll see what happens with them. If they just keep struggling, you know, to get things going, the Astros are, I, I mean, in my mind, are just 
starting to build something up. So they really can't afford to get too far in the hole if they want to challenge. I think Texas needs to avoid one mistake. Don't warn anybody. Don't give any warning to the West because you <laughs> boast like that and, and bad things happen. But there are going to be some exciting games, and we no longer play each other 19 times. So uh, each game we play is going to be pretty important. Tampa Bay in the East, they're 10-0. and Toronto and the Yankees are both 6-4. and Boston, Baltimore, 5-5. Five and five. That division I always thought was going to be really, really, really hotly contested. Tampa using, you know, these games against other teams to really jump out in front. It's probably going to help them because the Yankees and them, they they really play each other really tough. So I know that's been kind of like back and forth. That division is going to go down to the wire, I think. Even, even with Tampa starting out so well because you know how good those teams are in their division. And they're although they don't play 19 times anymore, they're still going to play each other more than anyone else. Yeah. And then uh, in the central, Cleveland seven and four, Minnesota six and four, Chicago's five and six, Kansas City's three and eight. And to me, if you look at the standings, something that's even more amazing to me than someone that's 10 and 0, the Detroit Tigers are two and seven. Where did they get those two wins, Tom? Oh, you know, a team oh. in Houston. Yes, that's that is so nuts that that's the only two games they've won. Going to the National League, Atlanta seven and four, the Mets six and five, Philly four and six. They they got Trey Turner. They were in the World Series last year, so struggling. But this division is kind of like the East of the American League, except they got Miami and Washington, who have zero chance of winning this. Yeah, I I think that Atlanta looks really good. I've watched them a little bit. I've I've played them in fantasy a little bit. The Phillies, yesterday, you saw what they're capable of putting up. You know, I think they put 14 runs up in like two innings or something like that. So that offense is very explosive. And I think if they find their stride with their pitching, they're going to be very formidable. Um, The one thing I I think about when I look at all these divisions and and stuff like that, and then you compare to where the Astros kind of like played some of these teams, with the exception of Detroit, which I feel A.J. Hinch just has some kind of something over this team, all those teams are, are playing really good baseball. So if you're worried about your throws, there's really, you know, they're, they're good teams that they're playing. It's, it's it, Detroit, like I said, is that one outlier. And uh, I think they're going to get the ball rolling. If you're worried about the Astros, this has to be your first year to be an Astro fan. <laughs> or maybe first few. Maybe first few. <laughs> All right, Milwaukee seven and three in uh, the Central, NL Central. Pittsburgh six and four, Cubs five and four, Cincinnati four and five. And this is what I wanted to point out to you that I guess it's early and there's a lot of teams struggling, but I'm shocked to see St. Louis Cardinals three and seven. They're usually a very strong team. Yeah, but but a lot like the Astros. Early season struggles can be overcome. You know, they go six and one on on a seven game homestand or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's the other way around. They start playing guys in their division. Then all of a sudden, you know, they close that up. So this division always goes down to the wire. It's it's like the top four teams out of five are always really, really close. 
And then you start looking at some of these teams like the Cubs that are playing kind of well. I don't know that that's sustainable. They, you know, St. Louis is going to play them a ton of times. Milwaukee, they look like they're struggling. <clears throat> St. Louis is going to play them a ton of times. So I wouldn't worry in St. Louis just yet. All right. The surprising team leading their division with pitching coach Brent Strom, unless he retired and I didn't know about it. <laughs> Arizona, seven and four. Uh, San Diego, six and five. Dodgers are also six and five. Colorado, five and six. And the Giants, four and six. Not the way I would have predicted this uh, division to go. Absolutely. Uh, again, we, we I talked about the Diamondbacks a little bit. They're a fun team to watch. They really are. They're really young. You can you can just see it. Uh, Corbin Carroll, some of the young talent they've got, is, a, is they're just playing, uh, I guess, unafraid, you know, playing with that. We don't know where we're supposed to be. We're just glad to be here. And the Dodgers, they they played them tough. They played Milwaukee tough. These these are teams that are leading their, you know, normally leading those divisions. So for for them, it's exciting. If I'm a, if I'm a Diamondbacks fan, I'm I'm looking forward to the season. All right, for you Astro fans, it is the Astros and Pittsburgh game two at five thirty five on the mound. The perfect starter, right, for uh, ABP in the AM drinking coffee. Who who else should start game <laughs> one of our new show, except for the guy that spills coffee on his jersey and and throws amazing absolutely absolutely cj cj is our if we had a mass or not a mascot but if we had a uh what is that uh the 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 animal thing that everybody does uh my spirit animal there it is spirit animal that's our spirit animal for avp the am is is cj so really hoping he has a great game really hoping (laughs) the offense keeps it going for him so he's not over there trying to battle with one or two runs if this we'll is all see. we did, that would be a good logo. Him spilling coffee on himself. Yep. It's amazing I, that he didn't change shirts that game. Like why? they have like 900 jerseys in there. He just kind of like nonchalantly is like, oh, well, spill coffee all over myself. Nope. Another guy that would be good is I had Kent Emanuel on here. And do you remember when, man, who's that guy? Um, he got hurt in the for after the first pitch. Uh, he was with us last year and we got rid of him. The pitcher. Anyway, he was out the first pitch. I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. But I thought I would love him forever because he said hi to me at the game. But anyway, Ken Emanuel came in and he said he was just chilling, got his coffee ready, you know, getting situated. And they're like, hey, come in. So he said he downed his coffee. So he'd be a good guy too. I mean – all, all the coffee drinkers, we're, we're, we're fans. All right, that's all I have. Do you have any final thoughts for this morning before you head off to work? Um, No, not really. Uh, this is our first uh, first go at this, so I apologize. I mean, I'm not the biggest morning person. I'm powered by, you know, an energy drink, so I got to get through that. So if we made any mistakes, I apologize. Uh, I'll try to get my, I'll try to get the coffee in first instead of with it, but uh, thanks for joining us in the morning. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good day at work and make sure to drink coffee. You're listening to ABP in the AM. We'll see you tomorrow morning.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.